We were talking about preparation for that show. When John had went to study abroad in Japan, you kind of had a lot on your plate. I think a lot of people could see. A lot of people could see. <laughs> like, it was a lot for you, but you said you were, um, it was a lot of venting out to God, you know, releasing it into his hands. Like, how did that process look for you? Yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? This is my sixth episode of Living with Elijah. Um, I'm here. We're going towards the end of August right now. I have a lot of content coming soon, so you guys just stay tuned. This episode will be dropping this Friday, again, at 5 o'clock. We have a new episode coming next Friday. I just dropped a episode with my boy Mikey. You guys can check out. We're five episodes in, so... We're going to get this started. I have here Elena. She is also uh, in my grade, a junior here at Central Michigan. So we just going to get started. Elena, if you want to introduce yourself. Yes. Uh, my name is Elena. People call me Elena, Elena Jones. And I'm a junior, like Elijah said, yeah. and I'm majoring in broadcast and cinematic arts with a minor in fashion, visual merchandising, and journalism. Lainey, you want to give like a background, some background about yourself, like where you come from, like family background, family dynamic. Um, so originally I'm from Detroit, um, 313. <laughs> uh, um, so basically I grew up in like a household with my mom and dad. Um, my brothers were there for a short amount of time, but mostly I've kind of just been living up like the only child and everything. Mm -hmm. So brothers? two, okay. two, they're like real older than me. Oh, so gosh. they, so you're the youngest. yeah, so ba yeah, I'm the youngest. So I was always the baby of it all. Uh, but baby child. They, yeah, they were always the influence to okay. everything that I'm interested in today yeah. to like, when it comes to like my career and stuff, just yeah. like of the coolness and background of like black culture. Right. It was it always, yeah, it comes from my brothers. My brothers really, like, influenced me to kind of, like, you know, do the stuff that I'm doing today. What impact has that had on, like, what, who you are today and, like, what you choose to go into? Um, wow, that's a good question. <laughs> um, the impact really is just, like, the drive that okay. I have. I remember it would be days where, like, my grandmother, like, the reason I am like in fashion and stuff is because right. my grandmother and like some of my family because she would be downstairs like it would be a basement and it would either be either smoke a cigarette or you you uh <laughs> or you someone clothes okay. which was like you no in between no in between it was either smoke a cigarette or doing okay. clothes okay. so she would be down there just, and you chose clothes right? yeah okay. so she's been down there oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sitting down there just you know like doing it like you know mm -hmm. putting in she would make jean jackets mm -hmm. jean um purses mm -hmm. and before it even she got goes. cool and she would even do stuff like make clothes for my barbies Damn. so i would like play oh, with barbies Barbie and girl. stuff and she would be like i can do it better than them i was like what are you talking about? And she's sitting there like, I was just literally, she'll be like, Elena, come down here and watch me do this. Yeah. 
like had a cigarette on his ass right there and she, I would literally see her like stitching the stuff putting it all together and it just made me so like interested like wow like if this is I was so intrigued by it and originally I would think like I want to go into sports management because it's something yeah. my father wanted but oh, no. no like but I now you kind of figure out what you really yes I love looking at magazines the whole time yeah. that's when I figured out that's what I want to do mm. That's real. That's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me like um my love for videography. It it kind of like I wouldn't say it came from anybody in my life mm -hmm. because I didn't really have an outlet to that. Like I didn't have anyone kind of push me towards that. Like I started out video editing. Yeah, that's what I started with, and I found that like freshman year of high school, mm -hmm. and I. Like I stepped into that. It was nobody who like presented that to me. I I would I had an Instagram page and I saw a lot of sports edits that I really liked. And I wanted to create some of my own. And I did. And when I started doing that, I think I really liked the idea of creating something, creating something for, you know, other people's enjoyment and to showcase. I like the idea of creating something that um that was much bigger than myself. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like creating something that meant something. Like when I created these, you know, basketball mixtapes, they weren't about me. Mm -hmm. They were about these players. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea of that to like highlight or showcase somebody's abilities, you know, through such a creative way. And that's that's why I really fell in love with editing. Then I found videography which was kind of like video editing. It was just the other side of it. It was just me, you know, recording. Mm -hmm. And so that... That's how you found your passion. Exactly. Exactly. And then now I found this podcast. And it's also bigger than myself because I have guests like you. Like, you know, I have people coming on to this podcast that are sharing their stories. And, you know, while it's also feeling me, it's feeling y'all as well. So that's really how I found this and yeah it's been good it's been good but um just like you said you're going into fashion design mm -hmm. correct okay and also journalism too as okay well. that's your money <laughs> yeah but it was my first love for okay sure. first love. okay yeah and what did you start um like has that been your major this whole time since you got here so Originally, journalism was my first like major, and then I switched to broadcast because it's more broad. It's more okay. like you can do different right. stuff. You and at the time, I don't think I just want to do writing. I want to do, you know, I want to be able to be versatile with exactly. it and stuff. So that's why I chose like as a career to go into more like magazines and stuff because, mm -hmm. um, like I've always had like a gift for writing according to other people. Okay. Like I don't like when I was younger, I didn't know how to talk to people. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to communicate and that's why I'm such an advocate now for like standing up for yourself and right. being able to tell your story don't let others exactly. tell you because yeah. like literally from kindergarten like when I would try to talk to the other kids it would literally like cause me like I would feel exactly. like I had to throw Ooh. up every time Get I feel in your stomach yeah <laughs> like it made teachers worry like why uh, is she not talking in right. class and I sat there, they just gave me, they were like, hey, like, maybe if we give her, like, a piece of paper, she'll mm -hmm. write something out. And I wrote down about my whole entire day, like, mm -hmm. in papers and just said, can I get some more paper? And yeah. I would just write the whole entire day. And ever since then, like, I would do poems, stuff, like, around the school and stuff, and just try to, like, 
you know, if I said, if I'm uncomfortable with talking and I saw like my family members, they were like, they're more like, you know, vocal and stuff. Yeah. But they really like my cousin expired me because mm. she like, she works for um, Seattle News. Okay. Really. Now she's like the face of it. Oh, wow. So she, I you like. a lot of connections. Yeah, I do, you know, and I really love that. And right. she sat there and she was just talking to people. And I was like, I inspire to like talk to people like that because she talks so confident. And I was like, I'm going to keep talking, even though it's uncomfortable, but I'm going to mm. keep talking so I can be able to you know, somebody turns me down for a job, you know, no, I know how to talk. Exactly. I can be in front of the camera. I know how to do right. audio. I know there how to do go. video production. There you go. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you kind of, like, finding your voice. Yeah, exactly. So, it was a beautiful experience. What, ha like, as you're still finding it, you know, what has that looked like? I know you spoke on it since kindergarten. Like, what are the ups and downs? Like, what has that journey looked like? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a journey, like... I would say the ups and downs of it was just like not speaking on hard stuff, especially right. when mental health is like a big factor yeah. nowadays. Um, I remember because when COVID happened and everything was like shut down, like that was one of the worst. Because okay. during COVID, like my dad, he he got sick with it mm -hmm. and he was kind of like we were on the verge of like oh my gosh like I don't think he's gonna come back home like it's not looking good and he was in the hospital for 60 plus days he knows yeah. the exact number of that but I didn't think I would really care about it that much because I was always like I'm not gonna talk about it because if I talk about it it's gonna oh, like it, okay. yeah it's like I'm I don't you know I don't want to make things uncomfortable with people mm -hmm. I'm always a person that I'll shut down the bad stuff just to talk about oh, the yeah. more positive yeah. stuff. So like and laughing and making jokes and stuff so I can be able to like forget. Yeah. But it's just like you have to kind of, you know, you have yeah. to talk it out, you know, exactly. with somebody. And if it's not somebody, talk it up with God. Amen. And that's what I kind of like figured out this summer. Amen. Like that situation, it kind of helped me grow to like, okay, I got to talk about my circumstances because yeah. somebody could relate to that, yeah. you know somebody can mm -hmm. and I think like speaking on that me I definitely I have struggled with the same thing over the years like kind of like bottling up you know the bad feelings just so you know other people can feel good about you know the circumstance or the situation yeah. mm -hmm. but I realized that that only hurts me you know that only hurts me because like everything done in the dark is going to come to light and everything, you know, you bottle up is soon eventually going to going to come to the surface. And when it does come to the surface, it's not going to look pretty. Exactly. It's not going to look pretty. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to look You know, pretty. you got to filter that, you know, through through um, emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and through, um, you know, healthy practices to get those emotions out and healthily, you know, speak them to people. And when you're able to do that, you know, you you let go of these emotions. You you allow yourself to feel them instead of, you know, bottling them up. And, you know, that is a good practice of putting yourself first. Yes. Putting exactly. yourself first, because when you do bottle these up, you know, all you're doing is hurting yourself. Exactly. You know, you're making this person feel good. You're making, you know, they're si making their situation, you know their perspective, their perception on it feel better than what it is supposed to be, but that is only hurting yourself. And 
you know, eventually that is going to hurt you, whether you feel it in the moment or not. Mm -hmm. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, biggest challenges, biggest challenge you have faced uh, in your life and how have you overcome it? Honestly, it was that, it was, oh, Lord, because I try to like think. Uh, so so basically it was like the situation with the COVID situation okay. um okay. that was one of the things I can say about it because it was just the fact of like seeing like somebody that walks around your house every day you see them every day like and like I had to because it was so uncertain like you didn't get any doctor notes from right. like people in the hospital, nurses couldn't tell you anything because they were dealing with other people in the hospital. You couldn't get anything from the doctors because the doctors are busy. So you're basically left with uncertainty. Is my dad on his deathbed or not? So I remember the nurse, I'll never forget this. She FaceTimed me and like it was the first time I had to like see my dad with tubes all up his like face and he was struggling to talk but like it was just tubes everywhere and it just it scared me because I was like oh my gosh I like I imagine the pain that my mom is feeling looking at the phone right now just like oh my gosh like you know I can't even really like explain the death feeling that probably like because my mom was like seeing my mom going through it like he lost his job so it was just like a really rough time and then I was like maybe I should shut it down because I have to focus on senior year. Yeah. I have to focus on paying dues. I have to focus on getting prom together, you know. Oh, am I, is my dad even going to be here with me on prom? So it was really like a tough time more than I could emphasize it because years, even till recently, I just started to accept the feelings towards mm -hmm. that situation. Like I always used to put it down like it didn't it didn't happen like no it didn't it wasn't that severe but it really was gotcha. you know so yeah yeah, yeah. oh you said two <laughs> you know and it's funny because like i never think about the challenges until it's brought up and yeah. i think about the <laughs> right. good stuff in my life that's happening right. um two two uh if you can two <laughs> I'm gonna have to come back today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. But yeah, thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. I know that's rough. Yeah. Um, I know COVID has took a lot of lives yeah. from a lot of people and a lot of happiness from a lot of yeah. people's lives. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate. So thank you for sharing that on the podcast. Um you I know you're um what position do you hold on threads or threads oh, so uh, magazine? For Verge, yeah, Verge. Verge. Yeah, okay, Verge, yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. Uh Verge magazine, I'm PR editor. PR editor. Yes, okay, I am. okay. And what does that position like look like? So basically as a PR editor, um, the job is basically like holding campus events, so mm -hmm. promoting more campaigns, getting more publicity towards Verge. Mm -hmm. Um, I know last year it was just a newly founded organization and yeah. stuff, which yeah, kind of like it brought more people in and with the showcase and the magazines, it brought more and more people from different communities in. 
So this year, we're just trying to expand that. And that's my job, just okay. kind of like expanding it, getting more business owners from different states okay. to try to collab with us. That's kind of similar to um, the position you have at OBU. Yes. Okay. It's, okay. This, this <laughs> is a difference because like um, I was dealing with clothes. Now I'm dealing with more stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, more okay, more place. social media, more okay. PR and stuff. So I feel like it comes naturally. So I really do love it. I love it. Hey, that's what's yes. up. That's what's <laughs> Shout up. out to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, modeling as well. You have a lot of modeling experience, yes, correct? Yes. And has that um, where like where has that come from? Like that passion of yours, like to be in front of the camera. Front of the camera. You know? That's a good question. <laughs> um, so basically that all started off from like an influence from my mom. Um, she was a model um during like her college days. And I remember her just like I would see po- photos of her like deep down in the books and see like wow, I really want to do that. Like said, mom she, got it. Yeah, like being a she was tall, like uh-huh. six. She called me. Six yeah, feet. yeah, Ooh, yeah. Mama, John, she can style you. <laughs> Looking like wow, like How tall is your dad? He's six four, six five. Oh, yeah, tall oh, family, tall family. Yeah, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at these pictures and I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm dead. I saw these pictures and I was like, I want to do that. Whenever I have my mind set on something, I'm going to do it. So I would go out and my mom would be like, okay, one thing I can say about my mom too, she's been a big advocate for my life. If I want to do something, she would support Mm, any activity. I was so involved as a child, but she was like, okay, we're going to do it, but you have to practice. Like, you're not going to, you know, you can't just be out there and just walk. Like, you got to practice. <laughs> yeah. So she would teach me and she would get me involved. She worked at Wayne County Community okay. College. So they had a fashion show. It was for the right. first time. I think I actually modeled. Mm-hmm. And it was so, like, it, like exhilarating, right. like, just the the drive and like oh my gosh like I get to actually you know know. be involved with something and showcase everything and that's when I did it in high school for our fashion show and that's when ever since then I've just been doing it for people and stuff Mm -hmm. but I usually do like I try to stay in the business by using like my career too to kind of do background stuff okay so yeah that's so I just remember being around and even since I was a kid actually like I would just prance around the house and be like yeah like the baby of the family (laughs) (laughs) so it kind of just it kind of naturally got into it yeah (laughs) yeah modeling I recently gotten into this I mean I was in ASA fashion show Mm -hmm. I was in that fashion show it was an amazing experience bro Mm -hmm. because I think, like I was telling you, to be in front of the camera mm-hmm. for the first time, mm-hmm. like that, that was exhilarating. Like yeah. you said, that was exhilarating for me and for my, you know, self-worth, mm-hmm. my self-growth, self-improvement to see myself up on a stage in front of lights, you know, in front of people. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, you know, I was always the one who would showcase other people's talents, mm-hmm. showcase other people's, you know, 
showcase uh showcase their skills mm -hmm. and to be to be the one showcasing my skills and my talent it was freeing for me it was so freeing um and to walk upon that stage and even if I did mess up, you know, I made a couple of slip ups. It was just the act of actually going out there. You like know? you still get to go up and exactly. you still get to kind of like, you know, be there. And like, even if you do mess up, it's still a fun time. Like exactly. as long as you stop thinking about the stresses of yeah. it and actually and just have fun. Just have just fun. Like great. think about like everything that you're doing with the other models about mm -hmm. the clothes that you're trying on. When you start think putting that into that mindset, it's and so like just the preparation yeah. wasn't extremely yeah. fun. Practicing yes. over you practice. See, What's up? that you was fun. It was a little <laughs> stressful because okay. we John, uh, my mentor, hey John. Right. Uh, <laughs> so he went to Japan and oh, he, yeah. he put like you know me and um others in like charge or whatnot. And I was like, I'm gonna do this, but with that, it always comes broke. It yeah. always comes lessons learned. Exactly. Because you're going into a new environment and mm -hmm. I never directed nothing in my life. So going yeah. and directing like <laughs> 25 plus models, I'm oh. like different personalities. But in the end, it worked out so beautifully mm -hmm. and I built so many new connections. Yeah, I mean the turnout was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I am not gonna lie, I kind of didn't believe in it. <laughs> Like, going to a couple of y'all practices, I didn't know what to expect, dog. Like, you know what? Like, like I was mad scared, bro. Like, y'all could have gone to stage and do this. Like, but y'all surprised. Yes. Like, like, everybody. I'm telling you, like, it was times where I would be on the phone with my mom, <laughs> and I would be like, Mom, like, I've never done, like, directing before. Like, I feel like this is going to, like, not be well right. here she said trust it trust the process like mm -hmm. trust that god is going to bring something beautiful out of this situation it may be messy right now but yeah. you know just trust that everything is going to work out and mm -hmm. in the end i just felt like all of that stress was out of me and it was let it go man. yeah i i your feelings are just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay though <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. but y'all pulled it together yeah. like I will say that um, it was an amazing show Yeah, an amazing show. you know and I really wish I could have went to the ASA show because mm. I did not go there I think I just didn't do that either. it was um the week of the wellness break mm. yeah so okay. it makes sense yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I like the little colors and stuff. you feel, <laughs> feel we coming back round two this year but how was like the process going through that like I know OBU had mm. their um stuff with like practices and stuff like how was it like was there any challenges um challenges i think the biggest thing was just people dropping mm. and asa it's a lot lesser scale in terms of like population yeah uh we didn't have a lot of males um we had a lot of girls but we didn't have a lot of guys and even the guys you know they were dropping mm -hmm. and like the guys that were there we had to make sure that we did our thing because um like there was only so many of us so the many of us that was out there we had to make sure we performed like we had to make sure we did our thing and they were you know strict on us about that at each practice like y'all are the only guys in this show you have to perform you have to outperform your peers like 
that is what had to be done. And we took the challenge and we um we did it. I mean, we went up on that stage, did our thing, and, and like it was a show. It was an amazing show. And I I want to do it again this year because it was an a great a great experience, an amazing experience. Yes, now we have we have yeah for ASA and OBU is going up. You know, mentor a part of it. Y'all join OBU. Yes, yes. Hey, y'all tap in. Hey, y'all yeah. doing good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lena, you talk um you were talking about preparation for that show um when John had um, went to study abroad in Japan, you kind of had a lot on your plate. And I think, um, I think a lot of people could see, a lot of people could see, <laughs> like it was a lot for you, but how you said you were, um, it was a lot of venting out to God, you know, releasing it into his hands. Like how did that process look for you? Like in detail. That wow. <laughs> um, it's a lot of things that I choose to go to God about before people. Um, and that was one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like I kept getting ears from not only peers, but like family, like saying what I have to do and stuff. Yeah. And I understand that's what I have to do, but it was just the fact of taking it all in and doing it is the mm-hmm. difference between saying it and doing, and doing it. it. Right. Saying that you're going to direct an amount of people beautiful personalities um just you know you know different personalities though coming into (laughs) you know over you you know like you can say that okay I'm a director but it's not really said and done until the end when you've actually done it so I Mm. think that was a harder process of trying to get into my mind like I'm actually directing this amount of people Mm. and the amount of like now um, I'm teaming up with it. I wasn't by myself though. I was right. with, you know, two other people that were helping me and the help was like so much needed. And I really do appreciate those others because it would be friends that would be like, no, you're going to do good. You're going to do great. Um, Like just, you know, they would help me out, take clothes in there mm-hmm. from vendors when vendors weren't available. Like, no, like, we we have different you know other options so I just thank the people that actually helped me and stuff and just knowing like not only that but taking accountability Mm -hmm. for like um the things that you can do better it's your first time does not mean that you did a perfect job Mm -hmm. like you have yes you like you can give a clap up don't let that ego go ahead (laughs) like you have to literally look at okay what can I do better for the next Mm -hmm. time so more people can participate more people can do this or more people can be like wow I would do this again you Mm -hmm. know so yeah that's a very great place to be and I've noticed um like I know I am sometimes in a lot of cases in my life, I'm a perfectionist. And when I don't reach that level that I set for myself, I'm so hard on myself. And like my friends, my family, they, they know like whenever they underperform, like I'm hard on them too. But if I'm hard on you, like just imagine how hard I am on myself. Like I'm 10 times harder on myself when I mess up. And like, I've, I've realized I need to have grace in that aspect because, you know, you're speaking on this, this modeling experience, being a director, like you had never done that before. You had never done that before. And you can't expect yourself to be perfect. You can't expect yourself to know how to handle all these different personalities, you know, 
all these people on all these different walks of life. And like I was talking about in the last episode, like the math makes sense. You you shouldn't know how to do this. You really shouldn't. Life, if you add up your life experience, the sum of your life experiences, you shouldn't know how to do this. It just takes strength and courage to realize that and say that I don't know how to do this, but I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn and I'm going, like you said, ask for help, mm -hmm. look to resources, look to connections. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and I feel the part when you talk about being hard on yourself, yeah. that's a major problem that I have mm -hmm. with me. Like, even since I was a little kid, I would be like, I'm doing dance, I'm doing sports. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to do better, but what is prohibiting me from right. that? Like, and I'm sitting here like, I, your mind sometimes becomes like your, your biggest, biggest enemy. enemy. Like, you're sitting there thinking when you're overthinking and stuff like it when it over consumes you that's when you know that you have to do something different right. like you can't just like you can be you can want to do better but you can't go to the point where now you're deteriorating yourself exactly. and your mental health is going down and exactly. now you have bigger issues to deal with mm. so I think that was kind of like the more point where I was like okay you can't you can't just yeah. you can't do that to yourself like you need to get up you need to go on a walk or run or right. something but you can't do that you know yeah. and I do that like my parents they get it from me all the time just like y'all y'all need to do this please do this like if I have a package like you need to get this to my birthday set but when you're you sometimes you have to lose control in order to gain control. Mm, that's real yeah Sometimes, like, you just have to let go and let go. It, it, just gotta let and that's something. Give it to him. This summer, <laughs> I've learned that, like, you wonder why I'm, like, people have always asked, like, why are you always going home every time? <laughs> I know that's the big question. Like, why does she keep going home every weekend? Like, I know that's the elephant in the room. So I'm telling you, like, when I went home and for the first time, like in June, so like since I was in summer, I was like, I'm not in the best space right now due to some whatever stuff. And right. basically I went to church mm -hmm. and after that, I continuously go, went to church. I'm not a person mm -hmm. that does online, right. but I continuously went to church this summer okay. like every okay. week. And it made such a difference. I felt like it was so needed. And I just continuously kept going back because I just felt as if, you know, it just reminded me of it like that, you know, when you feel like you're not in control of your life, like I literally felt like I wasn't in control of my life, but going there, it felt like I had something to give my life to in order for my life to be okay. Mm. Like I gave it. To God, I gave all my problems to God. You know, I prayed about it. I cried it out. I did everything. Yeah. And in the end, like, when you feel like you don't have anybody to vent to about those hard problems and hard, you know, thinking that you're doing on yourself. No, like, I don't care. Yes. You know, like, when people, when you feel like people don't understand you. When you feel God like, understands. Yes. When you feel like people are not listening to you right. or people are just going to, like, dismiss you. Yeah. When you give it to God and you're praying about it over and being, like, obedient, like, it always comes. It back. always comes together. Exactly. That's um, a big lesson I've learned this summer. Like, yeah. I have to let, I've 
like I found myself in such a tight corner where I couldn't do anything but give it to him because if I tried to do it myself, all I was all I was going to do was hurt myself more. All I was going to do is destroy myself more and break my down, break myself down even more. And so he put me in that corner to where I had no other choice. And when I did, like, it was hard at first because, you know, it's not an immediate blessing. Like, life don't automatically get better. You know, faith without works is dead. I had to make that a practice. I had to continue doing it. And when I did, you know, I saw the other side. I saw the light. And no matter how hard it was, and it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard. Like, like you said, it was some crying nights, mm -hmm. bro. It was some crying nights, yelling out, like, anger, mm -hmm. grieving. But I saw that light for the first time in so long. And I wasn't going to let go of it. Like, I was not going to let go of it for nothing. And so I continued to chase it no matter what was chasing me, no matter what was pursuing me. I continued to go after it. And, you know, that's that's what I'm going to continue to do, no matter how uncomfortable it get, no matter how hard it may get, no matter um, how dark it may get. Like, I know that this side of life that I'm on right now is so much better than where I was. So I can't. I can't go back no matter how many times I turn back. I can't go back. Mm. And yeah, that's that's the summer I've I've had. And it seems like, you know, you've done a lot of growth this summer as well. And not just, you know, spiritually, but mentally, emotionally. Like you said, you're speaking out your feelings a lot more and not just um to people, but to God. And that's the that's the biggest thing because like you said, when we feel like people don't care, he do. He do care. And he is always a listening ear. When you feel like nobody else is listening, like nobody want to listen to you, God always do. He always do. I just, I feel like we sometimes, like, we live in our testimony without even knowing, mm. to be honest. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, like, I literally just, oh my gosh, like, it was like ups when I was first going, but like, when I kind of like now like I'm a person where like if something is like a challenge is happening right, right. like something unexpected I'm like oh my gosh I don't give emotions mm. like there like okay. at that time it may come months <laughs> I weeks feel and you. stuff like yeah you know, I'm kind of the same yeah you know it may be years or something <laughs> <laughs> it's so years bad. yeah I'm not gonna like <laughs> oh, <I'm terrible>. no. <laughs> Years, years is insane like yeah like years is insane like probably from this little interview people will know like is this it'll take years for me to actually show like some type of emotion towards something mm -hmm. unfortunately but with this like I felt I was feeling so like I didn't have a smile on my face when I went to one of like when because my mom she would just say get up for church you know come on go with me right? right so I'm going and I don't have a smile on my face I'm just like I'm thinking I'm just overthinking right when I'm overthinking you will not get a smile out of me yeah, like I'm thinking I'm hard and I'm thinking in advance about things and I remember some lady came up to me in church she was like nobody nobody like deserves to not see you smile mm. you know she That's said real. you in church you have something grateful to be happy about, about. you know yeah. you woke up today when people couldn't mm. you when you have a job to go to 
you have transportation to go mm. back and forth to go anywhere. Mm. You have something to smile about. And that really like woke me up. That's when I officially was like, <laughs> okay, like it's no, time for me to stop playing games and actually like live like, you know, I have faith right. that God is going to work faith. out. Yeah, exactly. So and that's the definition of it. Mm. Yeah. That's real. Mm -hmm. That's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um like that's that's like that's huge. That's really huge to um to be able to count your blessings instead of like um the like see the positives instead of the negatives because like the devil I've noticed he does his best work in isolation. Mm -hmm. Like when he has you isolated or when he feels like you know when or when you feel like you have nobody to go to like that's when he's won that's when you know he's in your head that's when these overthinking you know the worry starts to recur and when he has you you know lost like that in that isolated spot in those spots I've noticed that the best thing I can do is pray and the best thing I can do is go to him like I can't just you can't just praise them. You can't just, you can't just live happy and, you know, be joyful, have all these fruits of the spirit when life is going good, when you at the top of the mountain, like you have to have that same energy when you at the bottom, when you getting ready to climb. And I know that that's so hard to have, but that is what gets you up the mountain. That is the reason why you climb it. That is like, you have to find worth in the blessing and not to bless her. Find it in, you know, what he's doing for you. And that is a great thing. That is a great thing. But um, we can't just praise him when we at the top. Like, we can't just do that. We can't. I like what you said about isolation because mm -hmm. it, it, like, really opened me up to what I was thinking, like, recently. I was like, there are like I used to think it was pros to isolation. I was oh, like, I yeah, I that's bad. You know, yeah. like saying like, oh my gosh, I just want to be when stuff is overcrowding me. Right. I'm just like, leave me alone. Like yeah. I gotta be kind of like know. disassociating. Yeah, it's, yeah, I do that. You know, just disassociating. Like just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Like I just oh, I attach and dissociate from this situation. It's just yeah. but I realized that it's it's eh, sometimes god will isolate you for other reasons but right it, it but it's sometimes. cons sometimes yes. to isolation yeah. see sometimes god i figured it out sometimes he'll isolate you mm -hmm. because um you you just need it's something in your life that's not needed right it's something in right. your life that's not needed for your growth so mm -hmm. it's your job like you have to be the one to be able to be strong enough to remove that out your mm. life and let God work on you. Mm. Um, right. A con to that is that the enemy will work on you harder right. when you are isolated. Right. And that when he does that, it'll go to, oh, I hate people. Exactly. And because that comes from... And then, you know, your heart starts changing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, that's and the most dangerous thing. One of my biggest fears I've had over my life is I never want my heart to change. Man. For the love that I always give to people for my... For the things that... Not only the things I do for people, but the love that I have for people around me. I never want that to change because of a 
circumstance that happened that didn't go planned. Right. You know, I never want that to happen because I feel like God puts experiences and like lessons, even if we got to learn it over and over again, it, he does it because we need to continue to learn to go to the next step, mm. you know? Mm. So that's how I feel. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's real. Like um, me, I know I've like the lesson, the lesson will, it will continue to teach you over and over again until you get it. And it's going to like, I realize it's going to continue to break you down until you decide that enough is enough and gain the strength to get up and leave. And you can't just like, it's so hard, like when you're broken down, but you can't just sit in that because if you sit in that, like, I know, like I said, it's so hard to get out of that, but the, what is it? The, um, the strength of getting out of that will mean so much more than if you were to go through that pain again again and again to put yourself through that like that's the worst thing you could ever imagine and changing you know changing your heart that's that's something you know I've I've um I've told my family ever since I was young because I've always been this you know ball of joy for everyone around me and I've carried that light since as long as I can remember but we do know you know we both know this is a cruel and evil world and we got some cruel and evil people. And, you know, it's a sad reality to come to, but we all know that, you know, there are evil spirits in this world that will do nothing but drain you and then leave your life and blame you. That's when I, oh my gosh, I love that you're talking about this. Like, especially the part when you said like leaving and stuff is, if you don't leave, people going to start looking at you like, oh, what? Right. like, what? why are you not leaving? Like, are you not seeing what we are seeing? Are you not seeing Like, come on. You was not blind. Thank you. <laughs> and the part about evil spirits is so real because uh-huh. I know that all my life, all my mom always taught me is just smile no matter what. Like, smile. Just smile, smile because... The muscles muscles in your cheeks. Exactly, because it's going to attract all people, good and bad, but you have to really keep the smile on your face because then you you sad and unhappy and stuff like that. Like, all my life, I've dealt with kind of like, I've always been more of like a jolly person. I've I've been sad, but... Most of the time, I'm always going to find a solution to make something more better than it, you know, right. than it is. Okay. And, oh, my gosh, dealing with those evil spirits. is It do nothing but break you down. And literally, it comes with, you not only have to be child, you have to, what is it? I want to say, guard your heart. Yeah, Guard your heart always. Yes. Because yes. people, all people will be out here. No, like, not all people are here for genuineness. Mm-hmm. Not all people are here to have the good in you. you and know? I say, like, the biggest thing with that comes trusting yourself, mm-hmm. trusting your intuition. Because if you do... If you do follow God, you truly have God and, you know, you truly are this ball of joy, this light for everyone around you, then, you know, you can't ignore what your mind says. You can't ignore what your heart says. You can't ignore what your spirit says about this person. No matter what they say, no matter how they act towards you, you can't ignore how you feel for them. Like we said, you can't put yourself last. You can't. You have to put yourself first. 
<laughs> I'm such an advocate. Like all yeah. my friends know that I'm an advocate of like putting yourself first, making sure you write with God, or right. obviously, but you're putting yourself first in situations because these people will toss you and throw you around like a rag right. doll. And <laughs> I keep like it's so real. Like <laughs> people will toss you around and throw you yeah. around like nothing. And you have to really be sure within yourself. That's why you I advise people like you be before you get into any relationship or any like type of friendship that you know this person is gonna like try to take possession over mm-hmm. you or try to like now y'all locked in. So you have to make compromises and you have to be able to like, you know, you may not like this, but you have to be able to like agree on something in order for the relationship to work. Yeah. But in order to do that, you have to know yourself. You have to know mm. your boundaries and you know have to mm. know your limits. Cause I literally like, why would you continue to have a friendship or relationship with somebody or when, a person. when your, your boundaries are not being respected. Yeah. So you know, you're staying in a relationship where it's not being respected. Mm-hmm. Now you have to do, now you're forced to do something. Right. I don't know about them. <laughs> I ain't going for that. I ain't <laughs> going for it. <laughs> I like, ain't no. Everybody know I don't go for that. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely. I'm not not sacrificing myself. I'm in college. I'm just getting myself together. We, what, 20 years old, bro? Like, I got so much more growing to do. Come on. I got two more years of this. Man, I ain't even look. Hey, I see if if I don't have to, I always look at it like this. If I don't got to spend no extra money on somebody, I can put it towards my shoes. Amen. Because hey. <laughs> absolutely not, not in college. No. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I um I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And I've seen it like not only not only seen it, but I've experienced it. So many um evil spirits that um do nothing but you know take your joy and take so much from you and then you know go ghost they leave you they ghost and like that that is the type of stuff i was just talking about in the last episode that makes you know that makes you want to isolate that makes mm-hmm. you want to go into your shell and like that's when you get that i don't give a f mentality and you like f the world you like I mean, you want to stay inside, you want to stay in your dorm, like, you don't want to talk to nobody because you have this fear that everybody's going to treat you this way. Everybody, like, no matter how you express your emotions, no matter how how you open up, you're going to be taken advantage of. And, you know, that that disbelief that you have in your heart because of this experience is so damaging to your health, so damaging to your emotional, mental, spiritual health. And yeah, it's much easier said than done, but you have to get back up. Like you have to find yourself again, your heart again, because once you do, like once you do, you realize, you know, it's it's all ups and downs. It's all a journey of losing yourself to find yourself, of losing your worth to find your worth. And once you get it back, like you realize just how higher up you stand right now. Like, just how higher up you stand than where you just was. And once you get that strength back, like, like, 
like I was just saying, once you see that light, you can't let you go. Can't let go. As much as you want to, you can't let go. Like your eyes is tunnel vision on this thing, no matter how uncomfortable it gets. Like once you get back up, get your strength, get your spirit back. Like and again, I promise you, you can never forget it. It's so much love in it too. Because my thing also is, I don't want to give that person the power. I don't want to give them as much power as they already have over me. And if I allow them to change my heart, to change my character, my personality, (laughs) that just means how powerful they were to my life. God is way more powerful. And so when I come to him about it, when I come to him about it, he's going to make sure my heart stays the same. He's going to make sure my heart reveals what he says about me and not what, you know, this experience says about me. Literally, I refuse yeah, to. Because once, I can't. Bro. Yeah, I refuse. Like when I get older, I realize how much of a power of your presence is. Mm. Like you cannot just be everywhere. You can't mm-hmm. just be like with anybody. Right. Once you start walking like wow like with faith and stuff like that like once you you're like god will make you so picky about who you surround yourself and i've been so picky Mm -hmm. about like just the type of people that i am surrounding myself with because i want to be able to make sure that i have the right people around me but not only that that i'm the right person to people Mm -hmm. too yeah. Okay. I feel like that's the thing. That yeah. That's a know. good one. All that's right. You got to Because be... I may not be the right person <laughs> for you in your life. Like, just because, you know, we're all a part of the body of Christ doesn't mean I'm meant to be in your life. If you, if you shoot, <laughs> you want to let me go to Please. say it. Like, I am okay. I will hey, be okay. okay in the end. I promise. I'm all for, like, and I, I've always said this. Like letting go is the biggest form of intimacy. Mm. Cause mm. that's a good one. Like, oh my goodness, the times. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Like, I it's been so many situations where I just had to let go of control. There's nothing more else I can do. Mm. Letting go because I feel like it's such a cliche statement, but time, time, time will always reveal. Time will always reveal. So letting go of somebody, it's not that I got beats with you. It's not that I have a problem with you. It's just the fact that we're on separate journeys right Right. now. And I don't think that right now is the best space for us to be conversating with each other. Maybe something changed, God willing, in the future. Mm -hmm. But right now, I know that I need to move forward and I need to continue on, you know, doing whatever I need to do. Right. And I need to and that, like, I think forgiveness is a big part of that because that's the first step. Like, once I'm able to forgive you for everything you have done, like all these wrongdoings, I'm able to move forward with grace and peace. Like, I don't see you as this person that hurt me anymore. Like, I see you as I see you as a person who was struggling with themselves. And, you know, you have like. I was saying in the last episode, how people treat you is a reflection of how they feel about themselves, not about how they feel about you. And when you realize that, you know, you feel so much more free because you realize it's not anything you did. It's not anything you did. Like if you're like I said, if you're truly this light, like this ball of joy, this God driven, you know, woman or man, 
then your intentions were truly pure from the beginning to the end. And if that is true, then you didn't do anything. Thank wrong. you. I always mm -hmm. say if you had like pure intentions right. or something and all of a sudden something just happened, it was never your loss. Exactly. Because you put your you never had ill intentions towards it. You mm -hmm. never faked anything. You kept it real. You kept everything pure. So mm -hmm. it's nothing more else to and I right. feel like that comes with a lot of forgiveness. I mm -hmm. used to be a person. Forgiveness is it's um it's something I've just recently learned. Exactly. Um no, not something I've recently learned. I think my problem was I would always forgive people always forgive people but I was always forget to mm -hmm. and I think forgetting was the part that made me repeat these cycles mm -hmm. and like we said God will teach you the same lesson again and again until you get it and because I was forgetting also forgiving I was repeating the same mistakes over and over again without setting boundaries without putting myself first without seeing my full worth mm -hmm. and once I once I learned from these experiences, instead of just throwing them to the side as, you know, trash, as I thought they were, um, I was able to take that next step and grow and heal myself. I really related to what you said about forgiveness, mm -hmm. but forgetting, because I would do that a lot. Like, yeah. I would have, okay, I'm just so focused on, like, giving this person back, right? but it's like, now I'm like, I'm going, why is this person treating me 10 times worse than they did when <laughs> we started doing this? And I'm sitting there like, what do I have to do? And the thing that you have to do, like you have to let love go. Yourself. Yeah, you have to love yourself. It's easier said than done. When you're saying like boundaries that you're setting and you're not acting on it, it's just words. Mm -hmm. Like it's not meaning hey, towards that's it. Real. Yeah, it's not meaning towards it. If you're not acting on what you believe, if you shoot, that's if you believe point. Barbie real, like shoot, you better act on it. No, you, know, you, do, <laughs> you better dress up yeah, like the day, Come on, like, kid. People look at you crazy if you're not proving that Barbie yeah. real. So that's kind of like you know, why are you? You know, you need to really act on boundaries and stuff because that's when people unfortunately start to um, take advantage. Mm. And mm. it just and now your heart is hardening, mm. and now you you're stuck in a place where like, wow, I thought I was working on healing and forgiving, mm. but now I'm stuck back at square one. Mm. So that's what I that was such like I feel like everybody's coming to that realization yeah. about forgiveness and just like saying you need to. It's literally I've seen more people on TikTok just like spitting knowledge. Right. Hey, TikTok be talking sometimes. Yeah, like I'm not especially about my situation. I swear they be listening, bro. Cause what? Like I wake up in the morning and something I was just praying. Thank about. you. Like, come on. And not only that, but I see more and more women on TikTok really being an advocate more for themselves mm. and like put prioritizing themselves. No, no, not prioritizing themselves, but like prioritizing a man mm. and putting them on a pedestal before themselves. Like yeah. I've seen such a big change and I'm so happy about that because people like, I don't know what changed in the air. Now, like women I see are now being such a big influence for other women who right. may be struggling in those circumstances. And I just, I look at it like, wow, like, 
That's that's beautiful to me, to be honest. Especially yeah. our black women. Thank you. Like, amazing. like black men and women. Like, it can go we both ways. Like, right. I feel like people don't talk about like they talk about women, but they don't talk about how black men can be abused too yeah. in these like relationships that's and really stuff, crazy. and how like verbal and. and I think that lack of that lack of a safe space or that lack of you know men being able to speak on that or just people in general being able to speak on that is the reason a lot of these black men feel so secluded isolated and feel like they can't express their feelings mm-hmm. like we was just talking about in the last episode no matter how much society says men should we still don't feel socially accepted that we can sometimes just because um of the ways that we have opened up and have been hurt we have opened up and have these and had these insecurities turned against on us and that leaves a scar that that like that leaves a scar that lasts years and it takes time to heal from that like you like i said earlier you have to realize you know this experience this experience is a part of you and that scar is a part of you um and say you know i I know I shouldn't be able to be vulnerable right now because of what I've been through, but I want to learn how to be vulnerable again. I want to learn how to express my feelings healthily again. You know, I, I'm glad you touched on that because I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> I used to be one of them girls to be like, why are you like arguing with me? I'm about to get the last word in. So I'm still <laughs> in there like, I'm like, I'm <laughs> you're clapping back and it's like like i'm gonna keep it so real with y'all like i'm not gonna fake here and say like yeah like i've been like no like it was a time where i was like okay like you need to chill out like you have to say some real hurtful stuff but i came to the realization it's just like sometimes black men just need somebody to listen you know sometimes you just need to calm down and just speak, just speak like with, with no judgment. Yeah, you know, you need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> take a break. Come back when you're ready. Like, oh, and just speak with speak with intention. There's so much power in the tongue. Right. And that's what I Smoke. failed to realize in the past. It's like now I'm hurting people because I'm hurt because I'm not mm. realizing the power that I have in my mm. tongue when I'm speaking words, when I'm speaking words to a relationship, when I'm speaking mm. words to a friendship. I'm not realizing that my words actually have impact on people. Mm. So changing that has been like beautiful to see too. Just like this whole year, I think the whole meeting has just been like a beautiful mm. journey. Like yeah, seeing... it seems like you've done a lot of growth yeah. and self-reflection, especially. Yeah. Oh this year. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it comes to a point where like <laughs> you will get so like now you're by yourself, you can see your own demons. I know. Hey, that's real. That's real. <laughs> Like you can uh-huh. see your own demons, like you, like, like you're really faced with. Thank you. You know what you, I mean? Like you can see the face right now. Yes, you come to a point in your life where, okay, now you don't have, you know, your friends and stuff to hang on to. Now you're forced to deal with your problems mm-hmm. like head on yourself, and it forces you to take accountability for the things that you've probably done in the past or the things you haven't healed on. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's real. Mm-hmm. You say you. You got in a place where you had to face your demons. Yes. Mm. 
disgusting. Like seeing, like I feel like not a lot of people admit that. Like yeah. people love to. I when I talk to people, it's like they say, "Oh, this person did this to me. Oh, this person did that to me. This person did this, that, that, the third. Like I get that. Like you're hurt, but like, can we like? Why do you keep attracting these? People? Mm, come on. <laughs> It's um, it's that victim mentality, yeah. And it's not just it's everyone. Like we can't just we can't just say woman. It's a lot of the men too out here that are playing the victim. But you have to realize, you know, you gave that love out. You you stayed. You stayed when these red flags were there. You stayed when they gave you the scissors to cut it loose. You know, you like come on, like. You got, at some point, you got to take accountability. Thank you. And um, obviously, like, there are certain scenarios or certain parts of the situation where you can't play the victim. Like, there's no reason someone should treat you that way. Mm -hmm. But there's two sides of every problem, just like there's two sides of every equation. There's someone giving out the behavior, and there's someone tolerating or supporting the behavior. You know what I mean? Like, there's two sides of it and once and only growth can only be met when both sides of those take accountability exactly for both sides yeah. i feel like everybody plays a part mm-hmm. and you have to recognize which part you do play and, and that goes with i started since i'm a writer why wouldn't you journal right. <laughs> so i'm sitting here writing down i'm like in the middle of writing i'm like i'm the problem mm. Mm. sat there and stopped mm. writing i'm like why did hey, i write this i'm the problem that's mad yeah i'm sitting here like wow like so i called that person i said oh. i apologize like i truly do yeah. apologize because i now hey, i figure that's out. accountability right there yes like, that, like that's respect thank that's you respect. like you know i truly do like literally it was a friend from years ago i was like i apologize yeah. for like what i did because now that i'm like writing like i'll write down anything that i feel is on my heart that i need to get out yeah and i'm sitting here writing it down i'm like no <laughs> like that wasn't right (laughs) that wasn't right and I feel like I want I have a you know I want people to like more so take more accountability that's one thing like if I ever get into like in a relationship that's the number one thing I think that is for me too I was talking about in the last episode I Mm -hmm. can't surround myself with people who can't Mm -hmm. like that is the biggest thing not just for relationships friendships Mm -hmm. anyone you know my family Mm -hmm. If my family can't take accountability, I mean, I have to, you know, set those boundaries. Exactly. I have to. Like, I just, I feel like there's no friendship, there's no relationship without it. It's just going to fall through. Right. I've been in so many where it's like, um, you, like, did you do this? You did this. Yeah. Like, imposter. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay, like, what's the, like, what's, again, I'm a person that likes solutions. Mm. What is the solution? Like, okay. What can I do? What can you do? Right. And if you don't want to do the work, then hey, it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I'll just, I'll just remove myself. Yeah. That's, the, that's, the, I feel like people make it more complicated. It's not. It's, it's just it's that. <laughs> The biggest barriers are the one we create in our mind. Thank you, exactly. <laughs> but um, I wanted to touch on something you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, like the place you got to where you were writing down all your feelings mm-hmm. and 
you know, you got to that point where you realize, you know, you were the problem and you voiced that to that person. I think sometimes the biggest, the biggest red flag for a lot of people is realizing that you aren't one mm. yourself. Um, and we have so many, like I said, not just women, men as well, playing the victim and looking at all of their past relationships as if they always were the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, it can't always be that. Like, Thank come on, you. Like, like, it can't always be okay. like, niggas ain't nothing. Like, it can't always be that. If we being real. Like, because I'm not going to And I'm going to keep it real again. I used to be one of them girls that was like, these niggas ain't I'm sitting here like this stuff keeps happening, you know, and, like, and I'm like, what? Like <laughs> you learn it to have. Yeah, and I'm like, what am I doing? You're not putting your boundaries. Mm. That was the thing. Okay. You're not, you're not you're you have, you say your you say boundaries, but you're not enforcing it. Mm. Like when somebody some people know when they well, people can do it consciously or unconsciously. That's what I figured out. Like Either way, it still don't make it more right, you know? <laughs> so when they do that, now you're like, wow, like, so what was all that big stuff you was talking about, you know? Yeah. And then they do do this, like, exactly. you know, I'm a slash they And like so- me, um, me, I've definitely noticed as of recently, um, as of my friends, my peers, the people close to me holding me accountable, I realized that you know, in terms of talking, you know, being the biggest red flag in your life, that is the biggest red flag in my life, because I had all these high standards, you know, I, I would talk such a big game about, you know, everyone that I wanted to surround myself with, and everyone I wanted in my life, but the people in my life didn't reflect that necessarily. And so I took that accountability and realized that what I want in my life matters most. And I have to put myself first. And if I don't set those boundaries to protect my peace and to protect the gifts that God gave me over these 20 years, then nobody else is going to do that for me. Mm. And so that that's the season that I'm in, learning how to protect myself, protect these gifts, you. protect, you know, everything that I have been gifted. And it's it's it was found at a very low point in my life to the point where I had a lot of people around me had to help me build myself back up. But as I did, you know, I I took accountability for that and realized that if I think people don't realize if your standards, uh, if you don't set strong on your standards, they become goals. They like you trying to fit this person into a box that they aren't meant to fit in. And you end up breaking them. Exactly. You end up hurting them. I know. You know, and it's, it's sad to see. That's why I always say heal yourself before or check yourself before you, you know, just think about the words that are coming out of your mouth, you know, it's like things can hurt certain people and you don't even really realize it because you're acting out of ego, yeah, you know, you're real. not even really realizing like, wow, like I really hurt this person, yeah. you know, and it's been times in my life where I've known for a fact that people hurt me, you know, but I had to like take in like, okay, I'm not, I've always, one thing I have been self-aware about is I'm not going to, if I'm angry or if I'm hurt about the situation, I'm not going to sit here and hang out with my friends and putting that hurt and putting all of those problems on them. them. Yeah, you know, 
I've always like that's why I say stuff. Self isolation. It's it's mm-hmm. tricky, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's some. I'll just have to, you know. I'm gonna stay in tonight. I'm not gonna hang out today. I'm gonna stay in tonight because I know that my energy, my you know, my vibe ain't it, my vibe ain't vibing right now. You know. <laughs> and so you know, I just had to sit down. Like, okay, you need to check yourself. You need to like do do something in order to get yourself right. And I respect that mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people in my life that don't have that. Mm-hmm. And they will just allow these wounds to bleed on other people exactly. in their life. And, you know, it's unfair to them because they've done nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, all they done was support you from beginning to end. All they done was be there for you. But yet you allow um, these wounds that they haven't inflicted to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And it's unfair. So I do commend you on that. Like. Yeah. That's that's a great place to be. Because I feel like when like men they like act more logically, but mm-hmm. I've noticed like with women, like we tend to act more emotionally, Emotional. right? Right. So I'm like, okay, like I gotta change the game. Like I can't just like when I act emotionally, like I've realized when women like as women really we act emotionally, that's when stuff starts mm-hmm. going bad. Right. That's when like me, girl, I'm outside your door. Like, it's like, ooh, yeah. like, we don't ever want it to get to that point. Exactly. You know, so that's when you kind of just is like, okay, I feel like, I feel like more women should be like, hey, like, let's just take some time to ourselves. Like, I know I got that's hurt. Real. I got hurt. Like, in the literally in the beginning of stages of like a situation, I'll be like, why am I getting hurt? Why, like, why, why, why? It was never, and then I like as I started like praying, it's like it's ne- it wasn't about why, it's just about like you mm-hmm. know the situation happened, mm-hmm. you have no control of it, so it's like don't stop asking why, just live and you know with your regular routine mm-hmm. of what makes you feel better. Sometimes you don't know what whatever happens happened, like yeah. you may get it revealed years later. You can only focus on yourself right now and just what you can do for yourself. Mm, That's real. Heal yourself first. Heal yourself first. That doesn't say be single and be like isolating yourself. You can still be open to opportunities. I feel like people forget that. They do. Mm -hmm. They do. And um, we were talking about isolation. And isolation is tricky because like I was saying earlier, the devil does his best work in isolation, but God will also sometimes call you into isolation, like for a season to, you know, change you, to grow you. And that comes in the most unexpected way. And, but there are also times when isolation is healthy. Like you said, when you need to, when you need to um filter this anger or filter this grief, filter this grief process, filter these emotions healthily, you know, you feel like you can't do that around certain people. And so that is why you isolate. And um, I've noticed since I've been to college, I so like finding the middle line in between that has been so hard for me, like knowing when to isolate and knowing when not to, because it, if you isolate yourself in the wrong moment, like that can be disastrous bad. for your mental health. Bad, mm-hmm. bad, bad, bad. Because you get to a point where I've never been through this, but I've had like other people tell me about like them just isolating themselves. Yeah. Or they or I've had more friends actually 
like go on like more drinking and stuff like that or more like other stuff like I've been a victim to that more yeah. substances and stuff but it's like at the end of the day when you sober up <laughs> That's up. You have no choice but to face again those demons with yourself. Yeah. Like you can do all the the surface stuff that you think is right. going to heal you for just a little bit, mm-hmm. but until you take care of that problem long term, yeah. it's going it's, to keep yeah. coming. Keep you know again the you, lesson going. The lesson going to continue to keep you learn your lesson. You learn to face those demons and literally like get down and be like hey look what do you need to change right <laughs> uh-huh. here because i told i remember i told my mom i was like mama like oh. <laughs> it was like what was it? It, was, it was like it was like sometime years back i was like mom like these friends just ain't given yeah and she was like okay like she asking me like okay what did they do i told her she was like girl like what are you doing mm. i said what <laughs> I said, that's not that. the response you expect like, I feel like as people we really want people to be like I yes know, like kind of yes. um be that shoulder to cry yes, on or exactly. like yeah they emotional want, they want somebody that's going to um be like oh like so like you were right you mm. know yes 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 that yes man but yes, I man. feel like people need that. People are only yeah, like, look you nah, need like, that. You can't. You need to surround yourself Thank with people you, like that. Because if you keep going with yes, man, you're just going to continue just living weird, like yeah. in a very high ego phase. Mm. Like, no, nothing really phases me because I know I'm not in the wrong most of the mm-hmm. time. I've seen grown adults in my family like have that mindset where like everything I say is right and nothing, you know, it, what you're saying is wrong. And yeah. it's like, like until you're open on getting criticism from other people, like healthy criticism, like you won't continue to grow. Mature is does not come with age. It doesn't. <laughs> common don't sense ain't common. Like, we got a bunch of grown child, yeah. children. <laughs> Common sense ain't common, like it's not. It's just, that's a good catchphrase. I'm about to put that in my trademark. Have you been through those experiences where, like, uh, like what? Like, like people, what like grown people, like when you're talking to somebody, you're just like, you know, mm, like, common, yeah, common sense yeah, I got some, um. Like, I've known a couple people that it's hard because I think you grow up and realize that people weren't raised the same as you. Yeah. People weren't raised with, you know, the same values as you. And when you see that for yourself, like, it's such like a, a hit in the face. Um, Because like in school, especially, I think we see like, we see a lot of faces that people put on, but once you go out into this real world, like you see, it's a lot of, like we were saying, evil spirits and a lot of like very ugly people, not just on the outside, on the inside, like very ugly people that weren't raised, you know, with the same values that you were. And when you see, you know, these very emotionally immature people, you see 
their true self come out instead of that face that they've been putting on. Like that is such a hit to your face because you like you you was just rocking with me an hour ago. We was just cool. Like we was just chopping it up in the conference room. Exactly. <laughs> like we was just chopping it. We was at lunch. I changed up and I started to be some no. Love. I no. mean, it's like a year. No, bro. <laughs> that's a little bit. Like they out here gossiping the coworkers, and you know, like mm-hmm. telling people that I did stuff I never even did. You know, it's that ain't right. See, that's what I. Because that thing about the talking stuff, child. Yeah. It don't I mean, come back. Yeah, it, it do for sure. Because I just, because it's like, again, I've always like, now I'm like the power of tongue, like, mm. hey, shut up. But I've never felt comfortable like talking, like just having like an evil spirit, like when I'm first meeting people, like gossiping and stuff like that. Like, that's, yeah. that's ugly. Like, <laughs> yeah, gossiping is one of the biggest turnoffs mm. for me, not just in like intimate relationships, friendships, like, people I surround myself with Mm -hmm. because like I was saying earlier how you treat other people is a reflection of how you feel about yourself and if you you know bringing these people down who have done nothing to you Mm -hmm. like they just out here living their life Mm -hmm. you know what that say about you (laughs) like be for real no but I literally like it would be like what is it like I would have like friends and stuff and I was just like, it was, oh my gosh, I've had my run-ins with friendships, mm. just like people that kind of like, why are you doing this? Let me tell you a story. Like, I hope they didn't hear oh, Let me, let me <laughs> tell you, let me hope this girl don't hear this podcast. <laughs> we just here for my friend's birthday in high school, mm-hmm. and we were, going, we were like walking around downtown Detroit. Sitting here, my friend wanted to do it for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. But we're doing it, whatever. We go to the 7-Eleven, right? Tony. We go to the 7-Eleven. This is why I say. Check the company that you keep around you. Hey. I did not know these girls. These girls were her cousins. And I'm like trying to meet everybody and say, hey, what's up? What's good? We we clicking. Like, everything's going good. We get into the 7-Eleven. What? What other stuff? Run out? They they still? I'm sitting here like... This is why I say keep literally take the company that you keep around yeah, you. Bro. Like you ne- I would have never thought that these girls was going right. to steal something out of the 7-Eleven. Now I'm looking dumb. Story owner looking at me. I'm like, he like, you know these girls? And now you put in the middle of all of that. <laughs> You're like, looking at me <laughs> Like, I'm trying to get my 7-Eleven selection. It was right when I was about to put my car. <laughs> so, I say, no, that's sick, check bro. the company. I that's like, I have a story for everything. Let's just no, check, the, <laughs> check the company that you keep around you. Because I'm sitting here, I'm like, why would you do that? She was like, girl, it's just fun. I'm like, nah. Like we gotta separate. Like, uh, I ain't lying. <laughs> yes, like to this day, like the girls still try to keep in contact with me, and I'm like, what? I can't. Like, you got with your life. You got check. Go ahead and do that, just without me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta check the company because these people will get you caught up quick. Yeah, I told my mom to pick me up ASAP. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got some stories, mm. bro. You got some stories. Into what guy? Cause he for real, like you can get up. From Seven Eleven, no. Like, what is we doing? Yeah, you got a small slushy. No. <laughs> uh, get a large and. <laughs> And you know the owners, they just be saying go. Like, if you want to get a slushie for free, half the time, they be like, usually they give it out for free. free. No, no, you broke when you steal from somebody. That's insane. You got no money up in your wallet and you're stealing from 7 Eleven. Get a grip. <laughs> get a grip on reality, bro. <laughs> That's my life experience. I, I could write a book for sure. You could, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you could, but yeah, it's um no, that was real funny. <laughs> I was real funny. <laughs> <laughs> The company that you like, come on, That's like you know you wrong. It come, it come to a point in your life where you know you wrong. Like, oh, it it's just I can say some stories about some friends. I literally like because I'm always open to like meeting new people. I'm always like like oh like I don't care about what circumstance mm. you're in. I just want you as a friend. Okay, right. I just I want to meet you. My mom was like, "You can't always do that, Elena." Like yeah. sometimes these people go go bite because you. As you grow up, you realize certain people they not for you. They're not for you. And I was, my mom was like, like as a little girl, she was like, "You can't do that." Like some of these kids, they a little rough. Yeah, like we were saying, like they not raised the same way we is. Because like. I remember, <laughs> like my mom and dad always taught me, like respect like mm -hmm. you have to be able to respect people like always say please and stuff like yeah. that just raising me with manners and stuff like that so um going into like these schools I went into I was in more of a urban area okay like people usually think like oh like you must have went to a white school no like I went to like you know more predominantly black right. areas and stuff and Oh, you get your run-ins with with people like from both areas, but now you you dealing with your own kind, and you want to be gracious. Yeah, like just you and me talking about um this past year and the growth <laughs> or the experiences we've both been through, and you know, um, seeing seeing life for what it is over these twenty years as we both just had our birthday. Tia. Tia. So um that's been like it's I think it's freeing because you have all these listeners as well who are a lot of them are college students who are most likely going through the same thing. Like college is this new world with all these new people, all these new personalities, especially coming straight out of high school and you see these personalities, you know. Is very fun. It's very lively, and when you see so many, you know, such a new experience, I think the first thing you want to do is jump right in. And if you jump blindly, um, it can be very dangerous because 
as we keep saying, a lot of these people aren't for you. And as much as you want them to have good intentions, as you do, a lot of these people don't. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people don't. And it's like for both of us, it takes going through that to realize that, you know, exactly. like as much as we can tell you, I don't think you will truly understand it until you experience it. Exactly. And you get back up from that and, you know, get your heart back, get your spirit back and hopefully don't allow your heart to change based on the experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you spoke some real words. Right there, in college, I feel like you're, you're with you're just forced around people like yeah. from like just your age group. You never really understand the true spirit of yeah. that person and stuff. That's why my mom always said. It's so wrong, but it's like yeah, mama got some wisdom. Yeah, she talk, mama. Show me. She can she can say some some, mm-hmm. some real stuff. She'll be like, she say, "Are they really your friends, or are they like prisoners? Mm-hmm. Like, are you really just with them because y'all in the same circumstance?" Yeah, exactly. That woke me up. I was like, "Oh, okay." Wow. Like now, I get it. Because, <laughs> wow. like, are you? Yeah, are y'all just you know y'all co prisoners mm-hmm. like in the same circumstance? That's, wow. You really haven't met all the people that are really there for you. Yet wow. Until you actually went out in the world and you've actually explored. That's why mm-hmm. I'm such like, okay, yeah. you need to go out and explore. You need wow. to go out and try and that's things. real. Because if you hold yourself to this certain circle, this mm-hmm. certain circle of friends, mm-hmm. and they aren't doing that you know they aren't venturing out and seeing life seeing life for what it is you know you can be a prisoner and that's so like that's so damaging for yourself because life is so big like I I say all the time we get so caught up in our surroundings like this not just this state this country this world is huge this universe is vast and like, I know certain, like, things hurt and things bring pain. I know it does. Like, there's no getting out of that. Mm-hmm. But if you see the bigger picture of, like, of life for what it is, and whether you have a relationship with God or not, you see this universe is so vast. Like, I'm not minimizing your problem, but there are so many more things to worry about or or think about to set your mind upon. Because whether you believe in God or not, there is there is this big universe. And me, you know, I do have a relationship with God. So everything in this universe is held by him. Like nothing moves without his hand, without his say so. So you are still in his hand. And if you have found yourself coming back to him, you are on the right spot. Yeah. But if you don't, you know, this is a vast universe and you can find you can find joy in that because mm-hmm. as big as your problem is, is nothing compared to how big everything is around you. Like there's so much more life to live than what you're going through. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's so many more people. To That's beat. why I, when people say I hate people, like I hate when people do this, I just think about like, why would you say that you haven't even met all the people that are really there for you? You only 20 years old. Like we have so much life to give and so much life and so much like truth. Like when people go through lessons and stuff, feel like they try to take it personally instead of looking at the bigger picture. Like Mm. you're learning not, you went through this lesson 
because you're meant for something great. Right. It's never because you're you're in the same spot. Because if you were in the same spot, you would know. You would know because yeah. God would keep putting you through shit exactly. over and over again. <laughs> when you're leaving and stuff, instead of stopping and kind of like de- de- like belittling that change, embrace it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always and that's like that's um that's a very hard to hard thing to do because I think we were talking earlier about like doing the inner work Mm -hmm. and not just the outer work like I've realized that I can't rush you can't rush the healing process Mm -hmm. you can't rush growth Mm -hmm. because if you reach it within a day it's not gonna mean nothing if you reach it the day after you got hurt it's not gonna mean nothing you gotta go through your grief process Mm -hmm. and that's that's a healthy grief process. It's healthy. It's healthy to express those emotions. And, you know, you have to obviously um, showing the work that has been done, you know, on the outside is great, but it doesn't distract you from the work you need to do interior because that lesson is going to continue to come until you do that inner work and until you set that boundary. I'm glad you said that because I like I literally said like I was like I don't cry about this mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna cry about this I'm going to stuff it all up right. and keep it moving and I'm sitting here and I was like no like you're not gonna do that he proved yeah, me yeah. much so me and you my, gotta talk yourself into it yeah, so I'm sitting here like no like I'm I'm hard body about it like no nah, I'm not gonna do it it wasn't until this summer I brought my friend home. And we went to church. Sorry. Why did that pastor say everything that was going through my life, right? Like, literally preaching. That's God. Gotta be. I was so embarrassed because, like, literally, I didn't even force tears to come out. It came naturally. And I'm like, I kept, I never asked for tissues in church. (laughs) But it just realized that, like, okay god like you may like say like i can never be exposed god gonna expose hey, me right die. hey everything done in the dark exactly everything done in the dark gonna come out in the light he exposed the fact that i be trying to act like everything is okay when obviously everything is not mm-hmm. you just need to embrace the fact that like emotions come it's just how are you going to get yourself out of that mm-hmm. and how are you, you can as many and then, like healing is not linear at all. at all you literally go through your ups and downs and in times where you feel like you know just like ending that process and just going back but you have to stay you have to stay true to yourself. Amen. What you've said for yourself. Amen. And that's that's a big lesson. Like mm-hmm. we said, like you're not gonna learn it until you experience it, mm-hmm. until you see it for yourself, like mm-hmm. face on, head on. Because experience is the best teacher. Like life is the best teacher, and like <clears throat> one thing I have always tried to do is. I've I've tried to make the world my biggest classroom mm-hmm. ever since I got out of high school, mm-hmm. ever since I stepped into the real world, because like college is not just about classes. College is an experience exactly. and it's so much more than just going to class, going back to your dorm, eating in the calf. You know, you have these organizations, you have so many people around mm-hmm. you that want to be a part of something bigger than themselves in these organizations and you know these 
these passions that they have. And, you know, I think when you're attached to that purpose and attached to that mission, it makes you feel bigger. It makes you feel like you are worth, you know, something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. And like that experience, it can't be compared to anything else. So you truly have to wake up every day and say, God, I'm ready to learn, mm -hmm. not just in the classroom today. Like, allow me to humble myself and say, whatever comes my way, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to grow from it. You can't go. You can't learn from experiences that you've never been. Mm. You have to literally, like, when it comes to organizations, I was so scared to change my mind because mm. I was, like, literally, like, Oh, like, I'm so interested in fashion. I'm so interested in getting to actually, like, what I've done younger with my grandmother and stuff. Yeah. And I was so confused about the career pathway. That was one of, like, the things that messed my head up bad. It was like, what do I want to do? Right. And I'm sitting here, and when I changed my minor, I kid you not, like, when I started interacting with my future advisor, and just like the organizations like Verge and like this yeah. new sewing um, club that I'm a part of and just like putting myself out there. I've never felt like I was like doing this, you know, is different when you don't even recognize that like, oh, like, am I getting paid or not? Well, money should always be a factor. But like, <laughs> oh, I feel you. But like I when feel you, you, yeah, do you get like when you love something that you forget? You know, it's like, it's like I I would do this for free, but at the same time, I can't. Yeah, yeah, you, you know can't really. I mean? Yeah, we in a capitalist. Like, I would, <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, we cannot do this I gotta get paid, exactly. but if I could do this for free and still, you know, be stable exactly. and, and where I'm going, I definitely would. You, you wouldn't have to pay me a dime to do what I'm doing right now. Yes, and I know, like, from a couple of, like, my mentees, though, like, they've expressed, like, their concern about like getting involved on campus like for organizations and just being like cooped up and I remember me and her like we were, we're close and okay. stuff so just like being that's why I feel like impact is such a good organization yeah. to have like incoming freshmen know about these experiences like from you but being able to like get them to go to organizations and more yeah. stuff outside of their classes yeah. Because it gets, like, it gets real boring going to classes in Mount Pleasant, out of all places in Michigan, <laughs> and going back to your dorm. I don't I'm think it, any, nobody want to do that. You need to get involved in organizations involving your major. And if you don't like it, I suggest you change your major. <laughs> and you need to just get more involved with people. There's more, there's always, like, there's friendly people around campus. You can, you can meet some people. You see us. Yeah, you know, you can come come up to me. You know, I'm always a teddy bear with a smile on my face. You know, I <laughs> come up. You know, that's why I just I may look into it. Exactly. I feel like that's one of the reasons why people drop out early is like they, they're afraid of the experiences that they can kind of because I know like for a lot of people it's such a different experience than what they used to and a lot of people don't necessarily have the support that, mm -hmm. you know, we do mm -hmm. in terms of like you able to, you know, call your mom back home, call your yeah. dad. And I am, too. You know, a lot of people don't have that. Not just a mother, not just parents, just anybody exactly. to call on. And that, you know, it 
it puts you in isolation. Yeah. And like we said, in that isolation, devil does his best work. But obvious, but um, also, you know, it's not always a route for everyone. You know, there there are multiple routes God will send you on that don't involve a college campus. So, you know, that is true. But um, if it is for you, or I think sometimes people give up too easily. And I've seen that too. So, you know, like she said, reach out. There are, you know, resources and so many so many nice people on this campus to meet like so many good spirits to put yourself around you know good hearts pure hearts that want nothing but the best for you and once you find that don't let go of it exactly and especially like just connecting with people in your major too Mm -hmm. if you can't find good people on campus Hey, go to your major, find some mm-hmm. alumni that'll help you out throughout the time. Like, you know, it's so it's so much stuff, but until you actually get involved, you won't really know the experiences and the lessons that you need. Like you'll never know how to grow. Exactly. Unless you reach exactly. out. And that's something I'm still working on with mm-hmm. my quiet self <laughs> from <laughs> younger, just learning how to reach out, mm-hmm. reach out, reach out, talk, talk 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 ask questions right. my mom always it always used to irritate me like when my mom would ask a lot of questions like she's like Absolutely. what's this questions. what's that like just always and it would embarrass me because i'm like why don't you asking all these questions right. and you're doing all Make this thing and she was like i'm teaching you how to be an advocate for yourself like i'm not like when you ask questions that's the more knowledge you get Mm-hmm. When you ask more and more questions about certain things yeah, that make confuse you, yeah, like she was like, "What? The more you ask questions, like you, when you're confused, you just sit there. When right. I'm confused, I'm gonna ask questions because yeah. I want to know the answer, and I know the answer gonna set you free. Mm. So that's I was like, okay. So I started. That's why I got into journalism because it's right. like I want to be able to talk. I want to be able to understand people from this like experiences where I probably don't relate to it but just people having that listening ear and having somebody to talk to and being able to actually just just listen and just try to understand a little bit it just it does so much more for people yeah it's freeing being a listening ear Mm -hmm. while like the biggest thing is just listening to understand not being from a place of judgment Mm -hmm. and um you know, finding that voice, it's been, like, I've found it as of recent with this podcast, but I think um, for you, like, speaking on here for these past few minutes, it's, it's also, like, helping you find that voice, you know what I mean? Like, speaking on all these experiences mm-hmm. and, you know, everything that you have been through within the past few years, you know, is also freeing for you to be able to put a name to that and not just, as you said, you know, you used to do, not just throw it to the side and, you know, truly feel these emotions, mm-hmm. truly feel them. It's um, it's freeing for you because you you no longer allow it to have necessarily the control over you that it once did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, like, not, like, I get people say it is what it is, epic. Mm-hmm. but I used to be that but it's like no like you no. can't just say that because people want to hear your voice people want to hear what you have to say you know sometimes I get when people say like silence is 
like sometimes there's the best response. Yes, the best certain cases. Yes, certain cases it is, but at the same time, it it hurt is for certain certain circumstances. But other times, people need to hear your voice because people need to hear what you have to say, the wisdom that you have to Mm. bring out. You know, especially us being the star generation. Mm. Just like we we should be setting the stone yeah. for the next generation to come. Right. So especially like us being leaders on this campus. Like we both hold mm-hmm. core staff positions on impact, you know, e-board positions coming yeah. into this new year. Yeah. Like we our voice our voice really matters in terms of these incoming students as well as the underclassmen. Like they need to know that there are people here for them, you know, people with loving spirits loving pure hearts that want nothing but the best for them and and like they won't know that unless we voice it and that's why we say silence is not the answer in this scenario because they won't know you're there to help them unless you voice that exactly Uh i just i don't know because i'm because recently like i don't know I went down, it was my birthday, and I was with my family, but I was hanging out with more um my cousin or whatnot, but I treat her like a little sister. And basically, I was hanging out with her. I'm not used to hanging out with kids, but like seeing somebody younger than me and like, okay, I you have to speak positive and stuff. Like speaking to her and seeing how much she looked up to me, it just made me realize like, okay, I she just she looked like she has so much joy and innocence in her eyes just looking at me and it made me like like I have to set a positive influence for her because like no I'm not gonna be over here just like putting such a negative hold when I got her that's gonna be looking at this stuff that I'm doing years and years on so my thing is like you never know who's watching it you never know who's watching and that's something I've I've really understood from the experience over these past few years because I have younger brothers younger cousins you know I'm the first grand grandson to go to college Mm -hmm. and so they see me if they if they see me doing, you know, these things that I shouldn't be doing, you know, they feel they could be more inclined to do that stuff. And the best way to lead is by example. So um, you never know who's watching you. So you have to be at that standard that you set for yourself. And obviously, you know, you have grace for yourself because you have room to stumble, you have room to fall, but it's the get back up that I'm speaking about. It's to get back up. You can't sit in that. You can't because there's too many people watching. And obviously you can't do it for them. You got to do it for you. But at the same time, you you can't just ignore everybody who is not necessarily dependent on you, but watching you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, oh my gosh, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a big thing. Like you don't know who is truly watching you. The things that you say, the things that you put on the internet, yeah. everything it comes with something like, like come on like, well, I, it's good or bad <laughs> i give you something my team from our high school and you know me like i see i've i've known how much i've grown like now i really like i'll cuss when something is like ah you know <laughs> but 
like back then, oh, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Cousin, like, hey, come on, like, I'm sitting here doing, I'm just with my friends, you know, doing this. You never know who's watching you. Right. That's the point of this story. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all of this, singing with my friends, cracking it up. Mm-hmm. My future coach mm-hmm. that was going to be on the team that I was going to be on was sitting there listening to everything that I was saying. Your future coach. Mm. Safe to say, I did not get that position. Well, <laughs> it was a learning lesson. Like, you never know who is watching you. He was sitting on the bleachers. One of my friends was like, "I ain't say nothing." He was sitting there. Wow. Yeah. So I was just sitting here. I always remember that because it's like, okay, you need to grow from that. Like, you can't just because like say what all. Like, no, absolutely not. Like, you have, it has to, you have to be a better positive influence for not only younger people, but these adults are looking at you, your future employers, your future jobs that you are going to be applying for. Like, you got to set the record straight. That's why I don't post any and everything on Instagram. That's real. Yeah. Not everything can be posted. Like, that's a, that's a good perspective you gave to it, not just the people below you looking mm-hmm. up to you. Like, there's people above you that may want you for these future positions. Like, for your future, mm-hmm. you have to be aware of who's watching you. Mm-hmm. Do they really want to give it to some girl, Keisha, shaking her booty on it? And it's like, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> don't give it. You don't give it to the girl that's cousin over there. With the curly hair, cousin, like a sailor, like, no, I'm going to give it to that dude gangbanging on the internet. Like, it's just. Talking about four pockets full. Talking about four nails. Girl, please. Not NBA. Like, we need to get it together. You need to to get yourself together. (laughs) Check yourself. These people are watching you. That's why. I get on this internet, I see these people like as much. I'm not gonna lie, it's music catchy a little bit mm-hmm. like that song we doing in Impact. Sexy Red. Yeah, I'm hey, look, hey, forgive me, but I don't even listen. Like the lyrics, yeah, it's but that you know. it's like, oh, seeing like seeing them on the internet, like, um, like twerking and all that other stuff. I just think about like. Every time I'm like, how is our future kids gonna look at this? That's that's a that was a recent thought that I had today. I was looking at TikTok. <laughs> what am I gonna talk about in this? No, thing? for real. For real. That's why be careful. Be careful. Mm-hmm. You always have to be weary and like your decisions, they don't just affect who you are now, mm-hmm. but who you will be. Mm-hmm. And we got to be conscious of that at all times. Yes. And, you know, like I said, you're going to fall, you're going to stumble, but you got to get back up and learn from that. Like, you can't you can't repeat that mistake. You you may not have the same grace by God when you repeat that same exactly. mistake again. He might not reel you back in with if you repeat that same mistake again. Like that mistake from high school, yeah. It hurt me enough to know to not make that same mistake again because that was bad. That was yeah. terrible. Future coach game. <laughs> so like, I was like, ooh, I'm never talking to you again. I'm gonna be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, Lena, I want to uh, thank you again for hopping on this podcast. Thank it was real. Uh, I got a lot of, um, I mean, we had a lot of good conversations about a lot of stuff um, that college, not just college kids, like people in life uh, are faced with. And, you know, I think it will be a very freeing for a lot of listeners. I hope so. Yeah. It was it was definitely good. If you have any last thoughts or you want to leave any of your social media handles or anything. Y'all already know where to find me is Lena. So you can give me at Lana XJ, you know. Oh, that's the only social media I got. Um, so y'all tap in and then. Yes, yeah, that's really the only one. Social yeah. media coordinator for Impact. Yes, yeah, so our it. program coming up. Yeah, so make sure yeah, to check it out. Get ready to do our thing, mm-hmm. man. Be ready. That's all I got to say, though. But yeah. thank you for having me on this podcast. Of I truly course. do appreciate it. It was a really good conversation. Of course. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you again. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you can, make sure to like, comment, Subscribe, share the podcast as much as you can. Leave a review if you can, wherever you're listening. And make sure to tune in to the next episode. Thank y'all for listening once again.